have for you today is one uh, I think is, it, it just kind of makes sense. And so as I was asking the Lord, you know, what do we speak on? This last week was extremely busy for the Dream Team and for PK and I uh, here at the church and um, with everything that was going on. But, you know, we are in the middle of walking out stuff that's history happening here in our nation and our culture uh, with the pandemic and, and what is all happening with that. But yet there's still things inside of us that have yet to happen or that we want to happen and we're believing God for. So the title of this message is Finding Success in a Pandemic. <clears throat> and I thought, well, you know, God... <clears throat> we always, as Americans and, and just people, there's something inside of you that, you know, you want to do something and do it correctly or do it right and have success. One of the, the taglines of TLC, of True Life Church, is live life on purpose because we believe you were created on purpose for a purpose. We do believe that God has a plan for your life and a destiny uh, for that. So, uh, so when we're looking at that, what do you really want in life? I mean, what are you desiring most? And so what we've found out is people are like, I can't do any of that because of COVID-19. You know, there's a lot of things that happened during COVID-19 that we thought, what are we going to do? And everybody was scrambling. I mean, for real. You know, we, there was, a, I don't know how many months there, for a while there, we didn't meet here. And so everything was done online. And so we want to say hi to our online crowd now that are watching. God bless you. <laughs> yes, amen. If you're a guest today and you fill out now this online, you'll have to come here in person. So I apologize for that. Not really, but we want to see you. And, uh, but if you're a guest here today, you fill out your connection card, turn it in at the guest kiosk. You can get a free t-shirt. Um, we won't bug you. We're not going to come to your house. We're, we just want to bless you. Just says live life on purpose and uh, let you know that you have something to, you know, hey, this is cool. God has a plan for us. So anyway, um, we, we'll blame COVID for this, but we found out we could still function. You've all heard that where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, how, nothing stops Jesus. Nothing. The grave couldn't hold him. I mean, COVID nineteen's not going to stop him. So I mean, so as as his kids, we got to say, okay, God. Then so we we adapted. We made things work. But sometimes we feel hindered. Uh, you know, oh, what are we going to do? We have to make sure. And this da 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 da. And this election year, and all this will change once the election's over. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. You know, it's all that. But you know what? God knows all that. I would rather just say, I'm going to trust God for that. But I'm going to do the part that He wants me to play. I'm going to be who God wants me to be and do what he wants me to do. Did you know, now this is, this is really, I thought this was interesting. So as I'm studying and thinking of this, think about those 10 plagues. Remember uh, when, you know, the whole, let my people go, you know, that Moses is going to do all that stuff to uh, get the Israelites out of Egypt. Those 10 plagues didn't affect God's people because they lived in Goshen. My grandma used to say, land of Goshen. That is an old saying, but I think you got land. And I never, when I was a kid, I was, I was like, what the heck is land to Goshen? What's a land to Goshen? Or if it's Goshen, where is it? But that was a place where God's people were, and none of that stuff affected them. Wouldn't you like to, in the midst of all of this, at least have a little bit of Goshen in your life? At least have a little bit where your neighbors are like, land to Goshen, what's happening over there? Because stuff is still happening to everybody, but how we handle it. You know what they say? They say life is 10% mental, or 10%, you know, it's 90% mental, 10% what happens. In other words, life's happening, whether you're ready or not, but how we perceive it or what we fall under is how we make that successful. So let's keep going. Everybody's got something. 
usually more than one something. This is what I'm believing for. I'm believing this. I'm believing this for my kids. I'm believing this for my family. I'm believing this for my business or the jobs that you started or whatever. Whatever you're dreaming about, whatever you really desire. Most of those, if we were honest, could probably, we could follow or fall into what does the word say anything about those? What are you standing on? You want prosperity. I mean, financial blessing. Most of us do. We can act like, no, we don't, but Ohio Edison really isn't saved, I don't think. So they're still going to demand money. Uh, Columbia Gas. So we're like, Lord, you know, we're believing God to, to have more than enough to pay our bills and all that. We've all been there. We want to be able to do some things. So we want that. We want good health. We want a good, you know, our family to be well. We want whatever we put our hand to, whatever our business, our, our ministry, whatever that is, to prosper. All around success. So many times things don't happen almost the way we want. And, and so that's what I want to deal with today. I want, you know, like if, if by chance you're not really seeing the blessings of God, and I'm not saying in every area or whatever, maybe one of these things could be the answer to, oh, that's what I'm not doing. Or I need to be doing that, or I, I should be doing that. So many times we let circumstances around us dictate what we believe. So we believe what we see. What's going on, that's what we believe. So as I'm looking around and I look, you know, well, right now you can go to Mary and you can go to different stores. Some are pro-mask, some are not. You know, some, you must wear a mask to enter in here. Others are like, they don't care. So, you know, people have asked, so what do you do? I just kind of go in if, if nobody else is wearing a mask and I don't like wearing a mask, I take the mask off. My personal opinion. Don't have to do that. You can keep the mask on, whatever. But we set our sights on everything that we believe. I'm, just, I'm trying to listen to the Lord and say, okay, if I go that direction, is that the direction you want me to go? Um, okay. I want to give you some key thoughts. Just some key thoughts. In the midst of all of this, in the midst of COVID and in the midst of our heart as believers is not to offend people. It shouldn't be. And our heart is also not to do something just because everybody's doing it. Shouldn't be. But our heart is to be the one that says, God, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. And I'm going to do it in the best way I can. Sometimes that is a sacrifice. Sometimes that means I have to not do my will. Come on. But I got to do it because my will might be, I will not. I will not marry. I'm not wearing a mask. You know, we were on vacation. My son and his wife got kicked out of J.C. Penois. That's that French store. Because they, they didn't have a mask on and they didn't want to put one on. So the guy said, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And so Sam was just like, okay. So they left. He didn't cause a fuss. He didn't cause a ruckus, you know, but he was just like, so what I'm trying to get to is there's a decision then. He had a mask. He could have put it on. He didn't want to, so he left. Because, I'm going to say, again, this wasn't in my notes, because of the rules of that house, did he want to come under those rules? Or did he want to say, right now, I'm, I'm just not feeling that, or I don't feel the Lord want me to do that, I'm, I'm just going to go. Now, you can take that, and we can take that as deep as we want, but I'm just saying, we're living in a, in a time now that we've never walked through before. Everybody has an opinion. We have an election year that has been crazy. And it's, you know, and just like 
in the past, there's been a lot of mudslinging. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, how do I vote? I'm, I'm just telling you, this is how you vote. Not your will. God, who's upholding the most of the principles that you have? So our first thought is this. God must be first place. 1 Corinthians 8, 6. But for us, there's one God, the Father, by whom all things were created, and for whom we live, and there's one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. i got to start asking myself some questions. Who am I allegiance to? What is, what is number one? So if you're saying to yourself, you know what, I'm just... I don't see any breakthrough for me. I never get a breakthrough. I am like the Charlie Brown of my block, of my school, of my family. You know, nothing ever happens good and da-da-da-da-da. You might want to start looking at some of these. Where is God in your life? Where, I mean, oh, he's in my life. That's not what I talk. I'm talking about where do you put him in your life? Is he number one in your life? you got to start asking yourself. What's, you know, God, what do I need to do? What is, what is happening? What is my source? In America, there's all kinds of things. We'll find out. You can find out what your source is real quick. Are you dependent on something else or someone else? Well, if this falls through, I have this. I have this person. I can go this or go that or whatever. We, you know, Kim and I, we've made with our, with our children, we'll help our children as much as we can. Whatever the Lord says, but there are things that we have determined that we won't do. And so my kids knew that and they know that and said, Here, we, because we want to help you, but we want to help you in a way that God would sponsor. They would never ask us to do it in a way that God wouldn't sponsor, so please don't misunderstand. But how many knows that sometimes because we love somebody, we can enable their disablement or just contribute to something that they really need to just stand up on their own? Okay. We, we have, we have a, a group of people, uh, our young people growing up, uh, not all young people, so again, but sometimes there, there seems to be a spirit of entitlement. Um, well, I'm just entitled to this, or, or even in America. Why? But there are people sitting in this room that were either veterans, or you have children, or your parents fought and, and for this country to be free. So it means something. Those stars and stripes just aren't stars and stripes because it's just the color of a cloth. No, they stand for something, and you know what they stand for. Those, those, uh, those stars, and, and you know, there's the 50 states. You know you have purpose in all of that. There are some that just like, eh. They've never experienced that. Some of you, in the sound of my voice or online, have lived through or know your parents lived through depression. They couldn't put anything together. They, they did whatever they could to make a meal. They were in bread lines and food lines. Good grief, you know, if things happen. I mean, we moved back to town, I remember, and, and it snowed here. And the roads were kind of bad. Kim and I were like, well, let's go get a few things. It looked like somebody ransacked the milk in the bread aisle. There was like no milk or bread. I'm like, what are, what are we, in Africa? I mean, you know, and I mean, it, it wasn't even snowing that bad, but there were, it, could, it could snow four more inches, so we better get 17 loaves of bread just in case. <laughs> My mom and dad lived in Florida for like 20 years. Man, you get any snow over in Florida, those people just freak out. 
it's 30. <laughs> There's Eskimos going, heat wave. <laughs> but anyway, if you have a plan B, your plan B is your plan A. Where is God when it comes to your source? I'll tell you what, if you find yourself out of a job, you'll find out if your source was God or your source is your job by the way you respond. We have to put ourselves in check. If we are saying, you know what, I can't survive in this and this, you know, if, I, if this happens, I won't. We have to just say, God, you are my source. What do you want me to do? Because God never panics. God's not up in heaven. Oh, my there's COVID-19. There may be a toilet paper shortage. God's not doing that. He is looking at his kids to still prosper. Land of Goshen. God is our only source. And I think God wants you to have more than one net. I mean, the Bible's proof. There's, there's a lot of Abraham had many nets. So you can have more than one net. Kim and I have more nets in. You know, so that's what we want. Because we want to do what God wants us to do. So that we just thank the Lord. We get our hand in the whatever he wants us to do. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says this. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Our next thought this morning is we got to dream bigger than, than you. you got to dream bigger than yourself. Your dreams got to be bigger than what you can just think yourself. If all what you dream, you can do it on your own, it's, it's not a God dream. It's not, if, if you just need you, why, why would God get involved? He needs to be invited. It needs to be something that he puts in you that you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to do that. And then let God show you. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, we are on the verge of what God is getting ready to do in this place. Things are starting to happen, and, and he's ordering and lining things up. And really, we're just walking it out. We're just saying, all right, Lord. But the dream has got to be bigger than you. If you want a life of success during a pandemic, you've got to start dreaming dreams that God has to be involved to fulfill. Mark 9, 23, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything's possible if a person believes. That's Jesus. What do you mean? Anything is possible if a person believes. Are you just stuck on what you've done in the past or the mistakes you've made and you're just saying there's no way God could use me? i got news for you. The Bible's full of people that made mistakes and that's what he used. That's who he used. Maybe you haven't made God your only source and, and you put natural limits on it. I just, I, I just can't see it being done. But God's means are limitless. There's stuff that I didn't even understand. It, I'm like, God, I can't do that. If I give this money, I won't have money for Christmas. Do you understand? And he would say, I want you to give that. God, do you understand? If I give this money, we don't have any money for Christmas. Christmas is for kids, God. And it's still quiet. You were born at Christmas. They brought you gifts. You can say all kinds of things. Still quiet. But he's just looking for people that will say, you don't have to understand it. You just have to stand under it. You just have to trust me. And so we do what he said, and then out of the nowhere, money would come in. Somebody would say, I'm supposed to do this, or I'm supposed to give you this for Christmas. Does that make any sense to you? Boom. 
God, if I do this, if I believe this, if I sow this, what's that? I, you know, I don't know. I got to mow my yard. Do I go buy a goat? And just change where I tie him every, every day? I mean, you know, we've had that. We're like, I don't get it. And then, then we get a card in the mail by I don't even know who, no address. And it just says, I'm supposed to give you. And I had sowed a seed for a lawnmower. And it was 900 I didn't tell anybody. I'm supposed to give you this $900 for a lawnmower. I hope that makes sense. And we're like, thank you, Jesus. Do you understand? I don't have to know how God is going to do it. I just have to trust and believe. Because during a pandemic, you don't have to know all of this. You don't have to know all of the stats. Half of them were warped anyway. I'm not saying they're not all. I mean, there were probably some truth to some of that out there. I get it. But, you know. There's a lot of stuff that's not true, and people are getting all hyped and afraid of stuff that's not even there. I'm going to not let the enemy boogeyman me into anything. I don't even know how that makes sense, but (laughs) I know what I mean. I'm not going to let him work fear in my life. God is my only source. So you're going to have to discipline yourself with your thoughts. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Instead of wondering how it could happen, faith is the evidence of the unseen. I don't have to know how he's going to do it. I just don't have to know he's going to do it. You know, Jesus just said, well, let's feed these guys. And they, we got five loaves and two fish. Really? Bring it to me. Now, in my mind, what's going through their mind? He's lost it. There are 20,000 people here. Five loaves and two fish are not going to do it. My brother can eat five loaves and two fish. <laughs> and he just says, bring it to me. And he, he's just now, I, I, I just marvel at this. He speaks over it. So there's power in your words. He breaks it. He gives it back to them. One version says he distributes it. You know, another one is he gives it to the disciples. However that happens, it multiplies. My mind goes, would it have been cool to be there that day? To have a loaf? I mean, just think. Peter is the guy that always says stuff out loud. He just says what he thinks. Really doesn't think about it. I can relate to Peter. <laughs> Peter, could, you could see Jesus would, Peter gives Jesus, or Peter, yeah, Peter gives Jesus a whole loaf. Jesus breaks it, gives him half of what he just gave him. And says, okay, I'm going to go pass it out. And he's like, I'm bringing it to you for you to give me more. You just gave me half. We don't want to pray harder. But he still gives it back to him. So Peter's now, he says, go distribute. So Peter's got to go and give it to people. He's probably saying, take off a piece. So if I was taking it to Gibby, take off a piece. I could see Gibby. Not that big a piece. Put it back. We got a lot more people to feed. But somehow in that process... The bread grows, or it doesn't go away. Something is happening. You cannot be a disciple of Christ and not know that something is happening. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. You cannot be a disciple of Christ and not know something is happening. So during COVID, I don't care what he says, do it. Jesus' first miracle is turning the water into wine. They looked at those big jugs. They... they, I mean, imagine the gallons, and I gave you, I think each jug was 20 gallons. 
He has to, you know, he said, go fill them with water. Now, they know what they put in the jug. You can go all day long. How's he going to do I don't know how. I don't know. But just do it. And Mary said this, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Folks, this morning, I'm telling you, God's got me clear off my notes. So I'm telling you, he's telling you this for a reason. It might seem funny. It might seem weird. Just do it. Because you're going to have to trust him. And when you trust him, it opens up the supernatural. It opens up the opportunity for God to go, gotcha. Because he's got you right where he needs you. Because you have to have him as number one. You, he has to be your source. Here's, let's see, I already did that one. I did, I'm going through Dream Bigger and you. Okay, we're on number three. Here we go. Know the price has been paid. 1 Corinthians 620, for God bought you with a high price, you must honor God with your body. You know what we have today? We have people that do not feel valued. We've got abuse going on because we, kids don't feel valued from their father or, or a spouse doesn't feel valued. Or maybe just people you know, are getting bullied um, because the person bullying them obviously thinks they're getting somewhere because somewhere along the line. They weren't valued, and so they're taking it out on somebody else. And then that person takes the, the heat for all that. Whatever the case is, Americans, many of them, have their identity wrapped up in their self-worth in something in their life other than Christ. But the Bible says, in him we live, we move, we have our being. But maybe they have their value in their appearance. I have to look a certain way. I have to wear a certain kind of clothes. I have to... You know, there's some stuff we, Kim and I went into shops and she'd be like, oh, that's, that's a crazy price for a, a handbag. And it would be some bag, I can't even pronounce the name. And they'd want like $500 or something. And I'd be, who would pay that? But there's people that pay that. Of course, that's not me. But, I mean, if she wanted that and that's what she wanted, maybe, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm just like, thank God she didn't want one of those. <laughs> <sighs> But if our value is all tied up into where we live, the stuff we have, what we drive, what we wear, what our opinions of everybody, then we're kind of getting off in the wrong direction. And what they do for a living. You know, for me, this is not just a job, just a J-O-B. That's not, that's not why I look at this. I look at this as... What I do. If I wasn't doing this, I'd still be doing this, just not on this platform. Because there's something inside me that says, proclaim the gospel. What happens if your job left? Is your world crashed or is God your world? It makes us start to think when stuff is taken away, what we really took for granted. How many have taken stuff for granted and then you realize, oh my word. I can tell you, for Kim and I, our kids have gotten married and moved out, and Maddie is still home, and I thank God for Maddie being home, because they're all gone. It's like, then the house is really quiet. Sometimes that's really good, but other times, it's, it's kind of sad, because you think of all the life and the little times that came in the middle of the night that you're like, what is it? Zach was just a little guy. He had really beautiful or he has not had big eyes and his eyelashes you could if he flapped them he could fly they were huge so cute so handsome but he would do the snoopy thing 
he would stand over your bed and go, have you ever felt somebody stare at you in the middle of the night? Never say a word, but you wake up like, oh my gosh, something's here. That's what Zach did. And we were, we were sound asleep, three in the morning. He is at the foot of the bed. And I wake up, and you have this ever presence of, someone is watching you. And Kim wakes me up, and she says, Britt, I think somebody's in the house. Now, if you're the man, you're, you start going into Rambo mode. Things are starting to happen inside. Because first I'm thinking, no, honey, because you want to hear the sound too. Whatever you heard, because it might just be go back to sleep, honey, you're fine. And then she grabs me. And she says, he's in the room. Now, inside, I've just turned into Bruce Lee. At the end of my bed, I see the silhouette of a person. Kim said she has never seen me move so fast in my life. I was out of the bed, and I was doing... And I'm telling you, I am in my mind, behind him was a window. And in my mind, oh, you're going out the window. If we both go out, it'll be like John Wayne or it'll be like Chuck Norris, but we're going out the window. And I'm like, and I take this lunch, I got my fist in the air, and she goes, Brad, don't it, Zach! And then I look at him, he goes, I can't sleep. Life's going to throw you curves. <laughs> Where am I going to get back on my notes? I don't know. <laughs> but you're going to have to say to yourself, God, i got to find my purpose of who I am. It's, see, it's not as much of who I am, it's whose I am. It's about Jesus. It's about knowing that he's already paid the price. It's about knowing that no matter what, my values never decreased. He loved me the, before I was ever created. He said, I love him. I'm going to die for him. I'm going to give him everlasting life. Every sin that he'd ever commit, I'm going to pay the price for that. What happens if tomorrow, you know... There's people now, and I, I, I love how people that are people of God have adapted. They can't go to the office anymore because they've closed it down due to COVID. You can't go here because of this. You can't go there. But, but you know what? They've figured out, God, you're bigger than COVID. I can still work from home. We made the church still run because God gave us grace and wisdom on how to do it. So we had success in a pandemic. We made everything available. People could still get blessed. Could they come? No, they couldn't come at the one time. But you know what? God's still on the throne. God's still doing what God does. God will never be dethroned. You can't impeach him. You can't get rid of him. He's Jesus. He'll always be Jesus. What happens if you can't do what you do now? Is there another way that you can do it? Because people find their value in, in kind of what they do. Check this out. I just saw this the other the other day, just this last week, the Cowboys lost their quarterback, Dak Prescott. I watched it happen, and it was nasty. Broke his ankle. Not good. 
He's out for the rest of the year. And, and all of they're talking about is, oh my, his contract's due again. What's going to happen? How is he going? Is he going to do this? Are they going to replace him? Are they going to, you know, da 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 da? Because the, to them, the, his value was in his, what he did, what he brought to that team. And I'm not saying that's, he was, he's a great quarterback. But Scott just showed me a, uh, a news thing from him. He said he's excited to see what God has for him because he's a believer. Because his Savior is Jesus Christ. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because his value's not in. Whether that happened or whether... I'm sure he didn't want it to happen. But dear God, he knows that Jesus, God, his God, that's his number one. Now, I'm not just saying that to push him. I'm just saying that should be like us. No matter what. If your business has come on hard times. If your family is going through some stuff. Put God as number one. Dream big. And know that the price has already been paid. Your value was set before you were born. I love that. When the enemy says you're not worth anything, ask him this question. How come the highest price that's ever been paid for anything was paid for me? Now, think about America. Now, Jesus died for everyone in America, in this world. But this country is great because people paid the price. The economy changes, professions change, but your value doesn't. God loves you no matter what. Let God be your only source, and your heart will be in, you'll be in right standing to receive what God has for you. And again, sometimes that's just being obedient. I couldn't get, you know, I wouldn't have got the blessing had I not been obedient. I had not heard the Spirit and said, okay, I don't, I don't understand, but okay. Here's our fourth thought. Stand on what you believe. If you're standing on the Word of God... You're standing on something solid. Psalm 62, 4 and 6. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. Now, this is real important, and I, I don't have a whole lot left. So, But it's really important that you are, your allegiance is to God. He is number one. And I, I've lived through this myself. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. If you listen to me speak very many times of my feelings or my devotion to the first lady up here in the, in the front row. You know how I feel about her. You know how passionate I am about her. And, and what, I, you know, she has no question. Matter of fact, we, went on, we just came back from vacation. We, we took a week and went to Michigan. And I told her in my mind, you know, because I'm just, I'm just a dude. So I told her in my mind, I said, hey, make sure I get on the right side of the bed because I sleep on my left side and, and it just is better for my nose. I just, I don't know, you know, sometimes if I sleep on the other side, it, it plugs. It doesn't always, but it does. And then I get the, honey, honey, you're snoring. Honey, honey, don't do that again. So I was on there and she goes, oh, I just put you on the one side, the other side. And I said, oh, and she, she said, well, then you can't preach that from the pulpit again. And I said, preach what? Because I wasn't even thinking. She said, wherever we go, you always sleep on the side closest to the door. And she's right. Because I always told her, because if anybody, heaven forbid, would ever break into wherever we were at, they'd have to come through me before they could ever get to her. And I thought, oh. but inside, I felt bad because I forgot it. 
But I felt good because she remembered it. What I'm telling you is this. The enemy may try to make you feel bad, but I want you to remember the price that was paid for you. I want you to remember that God isn't here to hold anything. If God would have held anything back, don't you think he would have been Jesus? I mean, we've got four children. We've had five. Our first was a stillborn. I don't want to go through any of that ever, ever again. But to hold, or that, it's just, here, my son's going to die for everybody. Hard to imagine. Know that God has great plans for you. See, Colossians 2.10 says, I am complete in him. For years, I, I almost could read it, I am complete in Kim. Because, you know, anybody that I want to compliment me would be her. Anybody that I want to, to turn heads would be her. Anybody, it would all be her. But it got to the point where I had, and I'm, be, I'm being extremely vulnerable here, so don't beat me up over this. Where I put, it, I put it out, I put her in his place. Does that make sense? So I put her where God should be. God was still there, he just wasn't in the place. And so my life or my world could be shaken because it was then based on human and not based on God. Because if we base anything past God, put something else in his place, we have moved from the supernatural to the natural. We've moved now from the God thing to the flesh thing. And what was hard is because my, all of my heart was tied to her. And it should be to an extent. But it had switched places. So then my world would get rocked real easy if this wasn't everything it needed to be every time it needed to be. If he's there, because she's human just like I'm human, and granted, as much as I want to say I'm Superman, sometimes I think I've been too close to kryptonite. And so then it shakes everything. It's okay, but if I'm close to him, I don't get close to kryptonite. And then I don't have issues. Does that make sense? So the stronger I am with him, what I thought would be I'm giving up multiplies and comes back at me more. Because to her, security and refuge and safetyness, is safetyness a word? Today it is, okay? <laughs> you look it up in the book of Brett. Safetyness is a good word. Is now, she is like, that's my man. That's my man. And that's how it is with God. If we put God in, in where he's supposed to be, then we have to trust him, which means we have to use our faith because if we don't use our faith, we can't please him. So we trust him. We use faith. We have peace. The Bible says in Romans, we're to be led by peace. But God has to be your number one. We just, like I said, we went on vacation, and I'm, I don't have a whole lot more here. We went on vacation and I, you know, when we were going on vacation, one of my first thoughts was, where am I going to do my devotions at? I'll probably read them out in the kitchen, and I did, and my sister came out. She was usually up before me, 
But um, like at home, we have one of those coffee pots that you can, it comes on itself. You make it at night and it'll turn on in the morning. I love, you know, smell of coffee in the morning, but I'm, I'm getting ready. I go to a certain place to do my devotion. But on vacation, I had to, now listen, I had to make that happen. That didn't just automatically happen. So I, I took time to read my Bible. I took time to, to pray. We had a, um, an area that I, I called it the track that I went and walked several times during the week. Just not only did I need the exercise, but uh, it gave me a chance to pray and talk to God with nobody else. Why? Because he has to remain number one. He has to stay in the place he needs. But you need to understand this. When the Lord has your whole heart, you can make it through anything. He is your rock and the anchor of your soul. He'll always be there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never let you down. He'll be just uh, wherever you need him to be because he's omnipresent. You will never lose value in him. When he's your only rock, you'll be positioned to receive what he has for you. Because when God is your rock, I can listen. I can hear him. We just you know, had some things happen in our life here just recent, but we were both, although inside we we're both wanting something. You ever been where you wanted something to happen and it just wasn't? You're just like, I want this to work out and it's not. And you like certain things about something, but you still don't have a piece and it's just kind of like, oh, Newman. There would have been a time when we'll put what we want over what God wants. Not but didn't Jesus show us, not what I want, but what you want. Not my will, but... So as you walk with God, you start saying, you know what, God, what you want is what I want. That's how you vote. God, what you want is what... Your enemies, they need to be my enemies. What you hate, I hate. What you show, that's what I'll do. Jesus said, if you see me say it, my father said it. You see me do it, I saw my father do it. See, we need to be like that. So that's how we walk this out. You want to walk out a pandemic? You are the hands and feet of Jesus. How you respond to people, how you act towards people, how you love people. That means you, if you don't want your prayers to be hindered, you have to forgive people. That's just how it is. Well, I don't want to. Most of us don't. Most of us would like to, can I at least slap them and then ask? I mean, you are a big God. <laughs> And he still would forgive you, yes, but again, these are hard issues. These are things like, God, how do I have success in a pandemic? When you're walking through Walmart or through Myers or whatever, I've been where in times where I've had my mask off because I didn't, wasn't required to wear it. And the Lord spoke to me and said, take it out and put it back on. I'm not, you know, and I would have it on for a few minutes, and then I felt like he said, you can take it off now. Okay. I have no idea why. Maybe somebody would know who I was and say, hey, he's got a mask on, okay, and they, maybe that helped them. I, I, have, I do not know, but I do not care because I'm not asking God. I don't have to know how God's going to do what he's going to do. I just have to trust him. I don't have to understand him. I just have to stand under him and thank God because we're in covenant with him because he's my father and I'm his kids. He lets me know so many times what he's doing, but sometimes he just lets me know, just trust me now. Because we all grew up in this room. I got a mother right here. I grew up in the, in the terms of because I. Yes, she never explained anything. Dear God, she didn't tell me anything. Mom, why? Because I said so. Why do you say so? Ask your father. You go to father, ask your mother. 
I did that. But once we start saying, okay, I mean, because you can't win an argument, not with God. I couldn't win one with my mother either, but you know. But God, I mean, I, Lord, I do not want, if I give the money, you're telling me to give the money. I don't want to give the money. Because then we, have, we want to put the money here. And they'd be quiet. And he'd tell me again, trust me, give the money. And I'd tell her. When it came, one time I told her, I said, he wants me to give that kid my truck. I thought for sure she'd say, that's stupid. She said, better give him your truck. So we did. And sometimes things don't always happen the way you want them to happen. And he'd tell me things, and I, I gave a truck away. Then somebody gave me a vehicle. I gave it away again. Gave me another vehicle. Gave it away again. Gave me another vehicle. He said, sell that. Take the money. Do this. I did that. It was crazy. It was awesome. People tried to give me money for it. I'm not allowed to take money for it. God wants me to just give it, and it's all, all good. But because I gave that truck, I thought I'd get another vehicle in the next week or two. It was over a year. We had one vehicle. We were jamming kids in the LeSabre or something. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> the kids are like, this is not a good car. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> but, you know, you just figure it out. And you start saying, okay. Hebrews says faith and patience bring the promise. But I got to say, in my own life, there's times that I really didn't trust him. Even if I was obedient, if I would have trusted him or just positioned myself to receive, I think I could have gotten things a lot sooner. You know, the more your faith is, sometimes the quicker things happen. When you just learn about God and you just go, okay, I'm going to do that. And I don't have to trust. But back to we give money, we gave, you know, money. And I'm like, okay, we don't have Christmas. God, something's going to have to happen because my salary was set. Pastor Gary set my salary 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Hasn't changed. I mean, he's wanted to change it, but, you know, we were like, no, at this point, let's just, it just hasn't changed. And God has always provided for us. But because how many have ever, how many have a set income? You have a set salary. So my headship set my salary. So, you know, I don't. I don't get in, uh, this is what I get, and that's what it is, and, and there have been times we didn't do that because it just wasn't there. That's, that's neither here nor there, but what I'm telling you is with all of that stuff, I didn't have any other idea of how that's going to happen. It's not like there's another, hey, all of a sudden God's going to make 55 weeks in the year, and we get three more paychecks for Christmas. It wasn't happening. So this is just, I'm going to, God, I don't understand how, I'm just going to stand under. And I'd stand there, and you know, within, I think it was two weeks, we didn't tell anybody anything. We just did what he told us. Somebody came to the house. This is, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm supposed to give you this for Christmas. And gave us a check for $1,200. And we were just like, okay, God, I'm not going to doubt you anymore. And things like that just kept happening. Just stuff's just started happening and happening by the grace of God. In the presence of a pandemic, I want to be the one that says land of Goshen. I want to be the one that says, you know what? I don't care other than God will take care of me. If I need bread, I'm going to get bread. You know what? If you need toilet paper, you're going to get toilet paper. And that was a big thing in the beginning. How many remember that? Oh, they're, they're buying up all the toilet paper. You got to admit, in your first thing, you're like, there's a lot of things I pray for. Toilet paper's not usually top of the list. 
you know, people are running for toilet paper before they were getting anything else. Got to have toilet paper. You don't really think about that till you need toilet paper <laughs> in the beginning of all that. And there's some people that said, oh, I got a whole bunch. I'll give you some. You're like, what was going through your mind? Got to have some toilet paper. <laughs> but God is a God that's faithful. My last thing, and I'm finished. I'm just going to skip through some of this uh, other stuff. Just uh, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They're like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of COVID-19 drought. Well, it doesn't really say that, but put that in there. <laughs> their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So here's our last thing. You have to give God the credit. You are going to prosper even in the midst of a pandemic if you put some of these principles in place. God will bless you. And there will be people that will say, you're, you don't even seem to be. I'm not saying you don't walk through anything. You still walk through it. You still, I, I get it. But people will be saying, man, how come you're, the, you need to just, you need to give God glory. You need to give a shout out to the Lord. And just say, you know what? God just takes good care of me. If your job is going well and you're prospering, your family is tight and you're healthy, you have a lot to be thankful for. So when people compliment you, don't take the credit. It might sound very small, but don't even do that. Just say, you know what, God has been good. The source of my increase has not been me, it has been God. And we were, we were talking and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off that so I'm done. Before we ever got this building, we would drive by this building, and she was praying for this building. I did not know that, um, but she was praying because on Wednesday night, we'd drive by, and the place would be busy, and there'd be cars, and she was praying, you know, someday, God, let your glory be there, and let that place be alive and busy because people are there to hear about you. And so last Wednesday when Carmen was here and we had 250 plus people or whatever that were here, she was, ooh, 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 <laughs> because, you know, God was fulfilling that. And that, I believe, we're starting to find out some of the uses that he wants us to do with this building. And that's awesome. My, my point is this. You are not the source of your salvation. You are not the source of your redemption. You didn't take away your sins. You didn't do any of those things. God did. And don't you dare try to take credit for what he's done. You just honor him and you just say, you know what? God is so good. I mean, he's been so great. He has been so good to me. And it's okay to say, you know what? I, I just listen to him. I just try to do everything he tells me to do. So you have a hand in it. But you're giving the credit to where credit is due. If you'll do that, you'll find yourself in the midst of this pandemic at more peace, less stress. Anybody can use that. Provision will start coming in. Be faithful in your giving. I mean, that's what we, we just keep, we're, we're sowing more now because you just cannot outgive God. So we're sowing, and she, you know, I'll be thinking we're doing this. She goes, can we use it as seed? That's like her next phrase anymore. Can we use it as seed? Sure, we can use it as seed. And so then we'll pray and we'll sow it. And then, I mean, it's like as soon as we sow it, something starts happening. It's just, it's just, it's crazy cool. I don't have to understand how. I just like his system. It's a lot better than mine. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? Father, in the midst of pandemic,
those that are watching online. In the midst of all of this stuff going on, we do, we want to be successful and be at peace in what we put our hand to for your glory. If you're here today and you're saying, PB, that's me, I need to put God back where he needs to be. I want you to just put your hand up and put it right back down. I want to pray for you today. Yes. If you're here this morning and you're saying, you know what? I need to ask Jesus in my life.